Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hunter the Vigil, Terminus Tendency. I'm William, and I'm the storyteller for this New World of Darkness Chronicle. I almost said campaign, but Chronicle is the term that, that World of Darkness likes to use. Um, and joining me today, we have Jeremy. Hello, my name is Jeremy. Uh, I am playing Kayla Wynn, uh, 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 Network Zero uh, Information Specialist. 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 Uh, Look, it's only Wednesday. It's been a long fucking week. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Jack. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Nico Delka, the uh, member of the Ascending Ones, and Team Medic, who protects everybody else from injury by taking all the injuries himself. Apparently. Hey, you can't heal. I mean, isn't the Bennu bird feather poisonous to everyone else? Yep, it is. So it might as well be me. <laughs> yeah, might as well be you getting hurt. Uh, John. I'm John. I'm playing Zero Albright, member of the Chiron group, and stopped eating so that I wouldn't get caught with my mouth full when I had to introduce myself. Good call. Holly. I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid Ashwin, a member of Knights of St. Adrian. And Craig? Hi, I'm Craig. I'm back. Uh, I'm playing Paul Phillips, Aegis Kaidoru acquisitions expert. And Aaron? Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Drew, the Lucifuge uh, scholar. And when last we left off, the majority of our group had made an expedition into the hedge, uh, hoping to find the trail and potentially rescue the missing changelings who had been stolen from uh, the hollow that the group had entered from, only to find that their trail ended at a door back to it that led to the path back to Arcadia. Um, deciding that they were not going to be able to rescue anyone who had, who had successfully been brought back to Arcadia. Uh, the group prepared to leave before, uh, after an amount of an altercation with some briar wolves. Um, Colleen 
made the effort uh, after absorbing some additional magical energy from the from the one-eyed king that Paul had given her earlier uh, to shut this door to Arcadia, which is a task that no one else, including the changelings, knew was quite possible. Um, succeeding barely, she then collapsed under the exhaustion of the magical effort that it took, uh, leaving the group with an unconscious conduit of the god machine on their hands in the middle of the hedge. But before we return to that, we jump ahead to an undisclosed location in a dark room as an individual continues to give his report. And, of course, there's absolutely no surveillance that goes into the hedge, so all we've got going in here is just the reports from those who were there and what information we could gather from conversations with other changelings that have heard the rumors and stories being passed around. So our, our picture's a little bit sketchy, but to say the least, this was something unprecedented. We were uncertain of exactly the power level of this conduit of this so-called God machine until it proved to be capable of bending laws of supernatural places beyond even our reality. It's not exactly... It's not exactly easy to wrap one's head around, but in the end, well, that kind of magic doesn't come easy, and there's always a price to be paid for that kind of escalation. And with that, we return back to the group who have an unconscious Colleen laying on the grass in front of what was once a door to Arcadia and is now simply a patch of vegetation in the hedge. I am um, keeping an arrow knocked in my, in my, in my compound bow. Look over at the rest of the group. <clears throat> so I'm trying to find Colleen because, you know, she clearly fell down and she's clearly here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you, you sort of fiddle around. You don't have your seeing eye dog with Or did you bring Crowley with you this time? I did bring Crowley. The extent to which he is helpful with this maybe. Varies, yes. <laughs> But you, you, you and Crowley nudge around, and eventually yeah. you manage to locate Colleen laying on the ground. Well, I see that there's more to this particular group than my intelligence was able to gather. We need to go now. Yes. Shakes, do you know the way back? Shakes is still looking a little bit awestruck at the display that was just performed, and she kind of sort of picks her jaw up off the ground and kind of wipes the expression off of her face. And it, yeah, let's go quickly before anything else decides it wants to take a bite of us. Come on. Uh, Jeremy, were you? Nope. Okay. I mean, I yes, but, but... Picking up Colleen and following Shakes. Uh... No, no, I was, I was saying, yeah, but no. Okay. I know that's so helpful, but no. Drew is clearly not paying much attention to the newbies of the group other than assuming they won't stay in the hell dimension. Uh, yeah. I'm going to see if I'm going to see if the group uh, the 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 
the group that knew about Colleen prior are able to get her up and moving on their own before I start moving. That uh, is a question. How heavy is Colleen? Because I'm not... She's a 16-year-old girl. Okay. That doesn't explain a- anything. Ast- Astrid can probably I- sling her over her shoulder like a potato. Yeah. Yeah. I can take her. I, I feel like I have two dots of strength. I can probably do a fireman's carry, but Astrid can also, you know, see where she's going. So might be the yeah. favorable person to carry an injured. Astrid will go ahead and scoop her up. Yeah. Uh, question, William. Are my, uh, is my Eye of Ra still active? Uh, I believe it's just always a thing, isn't it? No, I, it oh, no, lasts yeah, for a scene. That's for a scene. Um, when did you take it last? I took it right when we got into the hedge and were trying to track things. I will say it probably... It was active up until the intense flash of light that just triggered and shut the door to Arcadia, at which point it went out. Okay. Kayla's just staying quiet and just watching everybody. At the moment. Same. (laughs) Nico just kind of stands up, kind of pokes at his side. And there isn't actual red fluid leaking out, so he's going to sort of readjust his body armor. And so uh, we're going home now? Yes. There's not a lot else we can do here. How's everybody else feeling? Um, <clears throat> I just sort of glanced down at the, sort of the, the slash mark in my side. Glance back up, shrug. I mean... All right, so you'll need that's a, some... That's a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, a lot of potential answers. You want to narrow that down? Hang on a second. Agro girl, can I make sure she's okay? Are you talking to me? Yeah. You talking uh, to me? Who, Colleen? Well, yeah, she's unconscious. That's generally when I start to, you know, yeah, work. Let's get her back first. You. I would prefer to get her out of here first. Okay. Well, don't just we can find and. It. Okay. God. I. Okay. Zero zero makes mental note of hired uh, of hired medical professional. Don't let medical professional do job. In sort of in the, in the list of in the list of ongoing information to be added into the dossier on these hunters. Before presumably following them back, they're starting to move out. So, so he would, Nico would be more insistent, but he did see her just pass out, not from injury or trauma. So, so that the question where are we going we're going back to my place it, right is it as simple as going back the way we just came Look no but follow me still okay as, cool. Jake, as jake's moves forward 
the hedges. Uh, that's that's my point. Where are we going? Go somewhere. I would like to follow you out of here. She's going. Yeah, she starts walking. The hedge is weird and it moves and it shifts, but there are certain paths that remain noticeable, especially the changelings. So follow me. I'll see if I can't find our way back. That also gets added into a different file in Zero's head on how the hedge works. <coughs> I feel like that file is primarily comprised of the word deeply contradiction. <laughs> That's not a sentence, but the meaning was communicated. It's certainly in there. So, um, if the group of you begin to make your way, uh, trying to follow paths through the hedge, um, mostly following Shakes of the lead as she sort of skirts in and around and takes turns that you were absolutely certain you did not take coming in, but she seems to be following some kind of path that she can sense, whether or not you can see it. Keeping an eye out for more of those briar wolves as well. Yeah. There's definitely a sense of activity in the hedge at all times, but it seems like whatever is out there is keeping distance from your group at the moment. And everyone can go ahead and make me a wits and composure. Cool. cool. That is what wits and composure rolls are. Is this visual? Oh. Uh, visual and or auditory. So if you want, if you want, you don't have to add the visual penalty. Okay. What now, success, John. Resolve and composure is what cool is. Wit yes. and composure is what perception is. Ah, I see. <laughs> Zero successes, but five damage. <laughs> you didn't roll any dice for that. Dice the second time around. Oh, oops. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Astrid rolls zero. Roll 20 in character sheets. Sometimes they work. There we go. One success. There you go. Still five damage. <laughs> At some point, it's going to stop being an accident. You're just going to be throw swinging your axe every time you're asked to make a roll. I just assume that's what Astra does whenever anything needs to happen. Swing the axe. Yeah. Please don't. You're carrying an unconscious teenager. She'll be fine. <laughs> Probably. She just might be upset at us, which would be the worst thing. Um, so, uh, with four successes, Kayla, as you are sort of making your way through the hedge with sort of at Shakes' back, you begin to hear a crashing and movement through the hedge that is 
not as elegant as you would expect anything native to the hedge to be. And you hear a distinctly British accent swearing loudly as it stumbles through brush and foliage. Um, is it... Okay. Based on my previous... My, my, my previous... Um, uh, surveillance? Uh, yes, yeah, surveilling this group. Am I familiar with this vocal tone and timber? And Almost certainly. You've probably got a long, long series of logs, especially pertaining to audio and video about Paul. Yeah. Uh, guys, we have a magic thief incoming. Ah, the spanner. I would also like to point out stealth and dexterity are like the two things that my character does. <laughs> How many dots of survival do you have? <laughs> yeah. Because that'd be what that role would be. Survival may be resolved, yeah. To not square while wandering through a dangerous environment? <laughs> no, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more that the environment itself Look, is trying to attack you. We don't find you because we can forget we found you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you, you know, you're hearing like, God, what the fuck is all this Mary Poppins bed knobs and broomsticks bullshit? Jesus Christ! Yeah, the the problem is is less that you're is less that you aren't stealthy, and more that this place is actively trying to confuse and or injure you. <laughs> That's fair. Curious how the Aegis Kaidorum was able to get into the hedge on its own. No, that's not curious at all. If anybody could get in, I would assume it would be... Hi, Paul. As Paul stumbles through a brush directly into the line of your group. Covered covered with leaves. Poison ivy probably dripping off his coat. Vines tangled around his loafers. He looks up, brushes himself off. Matter of fact, just give me a survival roll right now. Just give me a wits and survival real quick. Uh, so just wits then? <laughs> With the minus one for survival? Yeah, yeah, if you don't have any dots, that still impacts nope. your roll. Negative one. One success. You've taken one point of bashing damage from the hedge trying to make yeah. your way through. Pretty impressive, to be honest. <laughs> he's he, he's holding the bloodthirster, I think, and has been trying to use that as a very poor machete substitute. Okay, being familiar with... I'm sorry, this is mean. Being familiar with, like, mythology and the lore of the supernatural as my primary area... Is it a little suspicious we run across a friend who we didn't think was here? Um, roll me wits in a cult. Can I be sure that this is actually, like, not just hedge tricks? No, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> relevant. Two successes. So there's a little column A and a little column B involved in there. Um, because, A, yes, it Theoretically, the hedge could be trying to play tricks on you, but B, also the hedge is psychoactive and reacts to the people inside of it. So if he was looking for you, it might have actively been leading him towards you. Shakes, thoughts. 
Paul Paul looks around at everybody. Oh, and that's says, spandex. All right. Mm. Paul Paul looks around while this is going on and says, "What? Okay, I know you, Nico, right? Who are the other two? And what happened to Colleen? Is she all right?" Jake. Uh, as Jake's kind of looks around, uh, she's gonna make a roll real quick. She's gonna also, see if William does. Paul look any different to my eyes? You've never seen Paul before. No, that's not what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Parts of him probably do then. One part. Uh, Shakes kind of looks looks him over. Uh, I can't sense the hedge on him, so I think he's real. No, that's him. Well, well that's that's nice because I gotta say I feel like I'm wearing half of the bloody thing. I'm still trying uh, to rush and, to uh, to answer Zero's question, um, his eye reads to your to your optic thorn. Okay, let's keep going. We can deal with it and maybe explain things. If he is Paul, after we're out of here, third time. That's Paul. Yes, unless, unless does nobody fucking listen to the experts around here? Unless creatures of the hedge have a pro- have a proclivity for claiming and utilizing Aegis Kaidoru relics. Particularly that one, I say pointing at Paul's eye, then it's Paul. Also, hello, I'm Zero Albright, Director of Operations Iron Group. I'm going to gesture to Aster in, like, in the rough direction of continue moving. Yeah, I, I don't care if it's Santa Claus, guys. We need to keep moving. Oh, it's not Santa Claus. He's held in a highly secret facility. <laughs> it's not a Chiron group facility either. Paul, Paul grins and, and, and says, I thought we were the only ones who knew the location of the sleigh. Um, right, fine. Uh, is she all right, though? Okay, actually, can I tell if she's... Uh, well, when, they, when we get out of here and I'm actually are. permitted to uh, conduct an actual examination, I'll be able to tell you if she's okay, but apparently I, relocation is more important right now. I want to get her out of here first. Um, Sh- Shakes have, I mean, to be fair, do you really want to try and examine someone in the middle of a potentially dangerous psychoactive hedge maze? Yes. I I applaud your dedication. You're on probation. You're outvoted by the two people that get votes. Good to know that the medical professionals have had their shared. Um, anyway, we're well, walking, apparently. Let's keep moving. We're really trying to get Drew to set you on fire. Um, just- Jesus, oh. it's like Drew is actually medically trained and has just decided to ignore the fact that you're supposed to do things in situ and not move people who might be injured. Can I roll to see if I recognize either um, Kayla or Zaro? Uh, that would be intelligence and streetwise. Okay. I mean, I can say with a certain level of confidence that how many- Paul and Kayla have never been in the same room. However, there may be there. There is something that factors in there. How many? Yeah, guys- no. I mean, she's she she's she's in local news, and I yes, feel like exactly. Paul watches a lot of local news. How many when he, dots yeah, of fame does Paul add to his role, Jeremy? Uh, I believe two. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, only one for the reporter. It's two for. Her online persona. Yeah, so add, add an extra one to your roll. So this first one then is for uh, is for Kayla. 
zero success. I have no idea who she is. How does watch the whole And then uh, for uh, Zaro, do I add anything to that? Uh, in Chiron, I have no dots of fate. Yeah, he's actually he's not he. He's publicly visible to people looking into the Chiron group, but you know you don't. Yeah, three seven. There's no uh, Wikipedia to check in the hedge. Yeah, company websites. No, but I but I do feel like Paul might have done a little local research on other conspiracies when he got to Atlanta. Yeah, and so you you do recall from from your recent research that you recognize Zero as the most recent Chiron operative to be brought into the Atlanta area as a sort of cleanup crew. Okay. Um, One man cleanup crew. And Paul definitely noticed the two-vote comment, but is not going to say anything because he agrees with Astrid. We should get out of the hedge. So, so he's keep, just keep, falling into the line with everybody else. You keep moving, and a few—it's hard to say exactly how long it takes because there's not exactly a lot of ability to tell time in the hedge. Um, but. Some minutes or maybe an hour later, you eventually find your way back to the stone structure that forms the entrance to the hollow that you came from. And Shakes kind of lets out a sigh as she manages, as she catches it coming into view. Okay, we're back. Okay. Let's go. And she opens the door and heads back into the hollow. Once we're back inside, I <clears throat> uh, grab the briefcase off my belt and collapse the compound bow back into it. As the last if person. I hear, I hear the briefcase clicking. I will probably realize and put the cane part back on my sword. <laughs> <laughs> click, click. And as, as the last person re-enters the hollow, Shakes will close the door behind them and kind of look over everyone. So that just happened. Yes, it did. Sure did. Is now a good time to, for, our medic, for our medic to examine the girl, or would you rather us be on the, the hollow? Be on the hollow as well. Let's get back to the real world. It's it's a straight shot across the room at this point. So you had across and she opens the door out of the hollow into the real and you all step through. Do you mind if we use your apartment, Shakes? Not my apartment and at the moment it's not anybody's apartment. So feel free. All right. (laughs) Set her down somewhere and then everybody get the fuck out of the room. I'm not leaving her. Then you're going to stand in the corner. Look, I Fine. appreciate that you're the medic. Heck, some of us. Shut your goddamn mouth. I don't want to hear it right now. Best to do as you said. We invited you to see if you were interested and useful. If you're not, you can leave. 
I'm interested and I'm useful. He's trying to be useful. are objecting to my actual practices. And if you're not going to let me do my job, then there's no point in me working with you. But if we're going to actually be effective at what we're doing, and if my job is to keep people alive, you need to let me do that and take your uneducated ass out of here now. I understand you want to do your job, but we don't know how things work in there. So I wanted to get her out first because I don't know if you doing your job is going to hurt her in there because we don't know how stuff works. Look, if the situation we're in has bullets flying or other hazardous circumstances, yeah, doing a fold-on diagnostic there is not probably going to be the best tactical thing. But we moved fairly safely through it until we were attacked by the indigenous fauna. And at the time, we had plenty of visibility, and we had someone who had just undergone a potentially neurologically hazardous circumstance, and your immediate reaction was, let's pack her on my shoulder out through a potentially hazardous environment before oh, I didn't realize you were the expert on I'm talking. the effects of using supernatural powers look we've removed ourselves from the environment let's let the medic do medic things we can have an argument about it after the fact after we know that Colleen's all right Fine. let's go stand in the fucking corner it's breaking out his bag <laughs> all right Romeo intelligence and medicine Okay. Drew will leave, but the dog is not leaving. There is a, a hellhound. Actually, I don't know if he, you probably could at one point see that it was a hellhound. Yeah, uh, probably just recently, actually, would be my guess. Yeah, because he hadn't taken the red resin until just now. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the yeah, the dog started coding extremely odd to Nico there, probably. Yeah. Four successes on the diagnosis. I spent a willpower, if that's okay. That's fine. Um, so looking her over, um, there's a certain amount of physical fatigue. Um, you can only surmise that there, it looks, it's the same amount of physical fatigue one would see from an extremely strenuous exercise, like overexertion. Um, you can only assume that that level of magic has, has a high calorie intensity. Um, but, uh, the greatest concern mostly seems to be a, um, lack of mental activity. She seems to have mentally shut down. You're not even seeing any rapid eye movement, um, which implies that she is at the moment not going to be responsive to just about any stimuli. Um, okay. Am I thinking coma or not quite that bad? What am I thinking here? Hmm? There's a couple of steps between unconscious and coma. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a few steps away from unconscious, but not leaning on the uh, on the closer side to coma. Okay. Seems like she was taxed rather severely by whatever that last bit was. We'll have to keep an eye on her. We'll have to keep an eye on her and... Paul, do you have any magic shit with you that you, you can part with? Wait. Is Drew in the room or out of the room? Oh... Drew is in the corner oh, where okay. everyone went. <laughs> okay. No I, I thought you said Drew oh, had left the room. I, I, I left the room to pack yeah. my stuff into my car. 
I think a couple people actually have left the room for the record. Okay. Kayla was oh. one. Of them. No, there's just a dog directly next to you and a Drew in the corner. Oh, okay. All right. No worries. Uh, you're muted, by the way, Craig, if you just said the thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I was saying Paul's in the corner, and I think Astrid's in the corner, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Astrid's not like uh, um, I, I, I didn't want to interrupt the... the um, the, the the mechanics of the of the heel but i think while that's going on there's definitely a conversation that would happen over in the corner with the others um paul says so did you all lose my phone number or you just kind of figured it was time to go back in check the group text where i definitely texted paul and nina and got no response Is that something that happened? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> they were out of coverage here. And we'd already put stuff off for shakes once. We were auditioning the, the new potentials. Right. I mean, the last I heard, you all were going off to the uh, to the penthouse. So what's the deal with the two new members? If you sent a group text, he wouldn't come in that that aggro on it he in my died. head canon this is when the text actually hits that's not fair i'm rich i have good cell service doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. how, how cell service is cell service okay. and that is totally something that could happen oh yeah mm-hmm. it would be funny it, it, it would be now. it would be time stamped for when drew sent it I think, I think, okay. So I think in retrospect, what probably happened was he was in the labyrinth when she sent that and there's no cell coverage in the labyrinth. So he didn't get it. So he got back out. Um, but so he says, so, so I understand, I understand, um, uh, Zaro's the fellow you all went and met in the high rise. Who's the other one? Um, uh, Porter, I think. She just showed up at my place. We already and... had two <laughs> randos with limited references that we were auditioning, so we figured a third one couldn't hurt. So you, yeah, so you figured the more is the marrier. No, I, okay, she's actually definitely Network Zero. Um, Honestly, I was pretty sure one of them would at least be killed off. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we were kind of hoping to call the numbers, I think. <laughs> but I guess we don't really have a fucking choice now because Colleen kind of um, made a lot of things that we can't explain by, we can't really let them go off and do whatever the Chiron would do with the information about Colleen. And honestly, Network Zero's not that much better from what I know about them. Yeah, I got to say, that would have been my concern had I been looped in. Speaking of which, I think we need to reconsider this whole two people getting votes, considering considering where two votes has already gotten us tonight. What happened to Colleen? Is she all right? I honestly don't know. She closed the door to whatever that was. The fairylandy side of fairyland. Um, That she used a bunch of power. Which is why she doesn't need medical treatment. She needs to eat some magic, probably. Going by how Colleen's powers have always worked in the past. I don't, but she doesn't go around like 
bloody Pac-Man eating up power pills. Uh, it, it's happened by accident once that I've seen. She, she's she, every other time. I, I mean, has she told you that she needs magic to live? Is that something yeah, that we've she told all of us that when we were when it first happened, she was weird, and then she felt better, but also had magic tattoos. Um, and then, but she, but she was in a place that's right all magic. Before, right before opening the gate, she drained whatever coin you gave her. Okay, did that help? Well, clearly she needed the extra boost to start. Look, magic comes from somewhere, usually. Colleen's weird, but it's not like, you know this, it's not like hey, magic is entirely just magic. It feeds on your energy or your will or something. It burns me if, if I conjure it with more strength. As part of its activation, then how wasn't the hedge just a big smorgasbord for her? I I don't know if she can just eat places. Maybe she can. Maybe she did. Maybe she decided that was too risky. Oh Maybe that's what she did to close the place, and that's what got her like this. And Paul points over to where uh, Nico is working on on Colleen. But the thing that we know she has the ability to synthesize in a way that was productive for her is artifacts. Right. Uh, if she's low on power, we don't know where she is right now. We, this could be like some form of, and this is a bad analogy, but like magical diabetes where she's got, She's got to maintain it high or low. Maybe she's too high right now and putting some other form of power. We don't know. We need to talk to her. If she needs to eat something else, I'll give her the other half of the coin and she can eat that and see how that works. But we need her I, I, to be conscious before we talk to her. Exactly. I don't want to go up and do it and just start piling, piling magical artifacts on her like my daughter does with our cat when she's having a tea party. <laughs> Every so you'd prefer she be filled with random drugs that are also probably magic, but she a magic we don't know if she can Random drugs on a daily basis. I'd rather her get some form of structured medical Magic care. drugs she chooses. Uh, I'll look over at, at, uh, at Nico again. Is he, what is he doing? Right yeah. now, right Mostly now, he's, right, yeah, but right now he's peeling off the gloves, <laughs> putting them in a bag. And Has he given her a shot of anything? Nope. Okay. So Paul will just sort of point over in that direction and say, she's not getting ejections of anything. We need to see what she does, make sure she's stable. If she's not, and that, I guess that's probably about when Nico would have finished. Yeah. Nico will stand up, just kind of put his hands behind his back, and then just turn towards the three of you and wait. <laughs> Paul, Paul, looks over, Paul stops talking and looks over at you expectantly. And she appears to be stable. And while she's unconscious and will probably require a good deal of observation, I'm not immediately concerned for her well-being. Uh, definite signs of strain and exhaustion probably sustained over the past week, if not longer. I would like to apologize for my 
earlier outburst uh, was rather unwarranted, and I'd prefer to discuss operational procedure going forward in a more tactful manner. I'd appreciate that, and I apologize as well. You may have noticed we have wildly varying degrees of professionalism within this group. Well, we also came out of a less than calm alternate environment, which may have contributed can to she, everyone's... Can she be moved? At this point, I would exercise care, but I don't th- see it as out of the question. Paul will look over to Astrid. Is it your place is is, is close by? Um, yeah, yeah, it's not far. Can we move it to there? Yeah. Uh, he looks back to Nico to double check. Uh, mm. Do you know? I, I let me ask first, out of character. Do I know if Nico knows where Astrid's apartment is yet? I mean, uh, Nico, Nico's been there. Yes, Nico's been there. Yeah, okay. and I okay. think you were—you would probably have been aware of that. I think, I, think I was tangentially. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we get her that far without mm. problems? Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't uh, think that would be a problem. You, you, you do know the immediate recommendation if she's she is physically exhausted, she's going to at least need hydration. Mm-hmm. We'll need to get some fluids in her. I can uh, once we get her into a bed, I'll hook up a saline drip and proceed from there. Because okay. there's information you don't have, I'll explain the part of it that's relevant to you. Ooh, magic and Colleen get along in weird ways. Probably best to stick to things that, that are strictly mundane unless you know better that you don't. Um, as far as practice goes, I don't utilize anything beyond the mundane unless strongly indicated that that is the only option but i appreciate the information seems like a reasonable approach drew has been in a bad mood today and (laughs) paul is also not super thrilled right now Um, same with astrid um okay neither is zero he's a professional Yeah, you people and your professionalism and not having blood magic that automatically drafted you into this war. Yeah, valid. Don't make me point at the eye again. Um, <laughs> I pointed at the eye earlier. We've already we've already had our point at the eye moment. For the record, um, Kayla, I like it when you point at the eye. Kayla has has whatever wherever she went from outside the room like wherever was 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 comfortable for her to go somewhere sort of out of the way sit down she is currently typing typing notes about what just happened in her phone yeah so you probably like down the stairs next couple rooms over sort of yep. found a couch to sit on immediately yep. pull phone out and start pulling up a notes document it's, and just start punching everything in turn on it's, airplane mode because she's not broadcasting this to anyone but it's, it's yeah. really funny because as Zero is <clears throat> dragging his cases out, uh, Kayla will see that he has a uh, basic like a tablet that he is using one thumb to very dexterously type in information as well <laughs> <laughs> as he's dragging stuff to his car. What what is Shakes doing right now? Um, Shakes is 
you're having a hard time pinning Shakes' location down. Uh, every time you try and keep an eye on her, she's somewhere else. Uh, and you oh, you constantly get the sensation of her moving past you. It's just like this, this cold winter breeze that sort of brushes across your shoulder as she seems to be moving everywhere around both the interior of the hollow and this real space area. Shakes, did, did we did we wrap up your issue, or are there still fairy monsters to slay? Uh, as, as you say that, you sort of you get that cold breeze, and you turn and look, and she's standing. She's standing a few feet from you, and she kind of like, yeah. uh, kind of like, puts a hand in her mouth, kind of like, solved as best as can be done right now. She says, her voice kind of quavering just a bit. This is a problem and news and hope and pain and we need to tend to Colleen. Can you deal with your stuff until we deal with that at least? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. She, she's, she seems to be shivering just a little bit. As if she's cold, which is odd considering her nature, as far as you know. Do, we, we, we are, as, as Drew said, we are going to get Colleen somewhere safe, but do you need medical assistance? No, no, I should, should be fine. I'm just coping with a lot of new information right now. Um, do you you want to come by and check in when you've recovered? That might be good. Yeah. You can see her breath is just frosting in the air, even though it's not remotely cool. Just every time she speaks or exhales, there's just this puff of ice. Uh, Paul, Paul watches this for a little bit and says, this is probably a stupid question. Do you want to borrow my jacket? <laughs> that won't help. That's kind of what I figured. All right, well, let's get you some space and uh, let's, get, let's get our folks somewhere... Uh, somewhat stable where we can make sure that they're stable. Um, and he looks back at, at, at Drew and Astrid and said, does that sound all right? We can bring the, uh, bring the new recruits with us and maybe uh, have a little bit of a chat and catch everybody up. Mm-hmm. Are Archer and Alexander still with us, by the way? Yes. Uh, as they, well, as soon as, this, as soon as the situation cleared and the medical situation started happening, they both um, stepped outside and out of the building to have presumably their own private conversation. Okay. Because it's nighttime. Also, there's blood in that room, possibly, depending on what we choose to do. I think there's definitely blood because of because uh, uh, of Nico, right? Yep. Mm. Um, how is Nico looking? I mean, he seems to be operating. I mean, he's he's definitely injured, but he seems to be operating more or less at completely full capacity. Uh, do do you need to take a break? Um, certainly, the the rest of us can handle the carry. Um, you need to be carried, or you're all right on your own. I can walk. All right. Um, I'll handle this whole thing after we get her set up with what she needs is he gesturing to his his whole deal yeah Mm. um all right 
Um, and then, uh, all right, what's, what's the best way to carry her then so that we don't uh, risk any further harm? Nico will glance around. Is there, are there any like curtain rods, bed sheets, anything like that in here? He wants to try and rig up a stretcher. Um, you could possibly rig up a stretcher. Go ahead and just roll me uh, wits and crafts. Crafts, yeah. Um, not coming into the room, uh, there will be a text to Nico's phone. <clears throat> from Zeros, uh, saying that if he requires any additional medical equipment, I do have his, I do have an ambulance on standby. Um, so with two, with two successes, you can probably rig together uh, a quick stretcher. Uh, you would recommend not using it for too long, just because it's, the, the support beams are made out of curtain rods, which are not notoriously sturdy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that that yep. seems fair. I mean, he'll he'll take another time period and make another roll to see if he can reinforce it a little bit. Uh, sure, make another one. Okay, make it an extended roll. Why not? I have a closet full three, of even rods. better. With a with a third success, you're able to find some slightly more sturdy materials to have reinforce the curtain rods. But you still rec- this is this is still pretty much a one use thing. It's right, probably not yeah. going to last more than it takes to get her into Colleen or to to uh, to get her into Astrid's apartment and all into a couch. This will at least keep her recumbent during the transit, but. Uh, yeah, once we get her into a bed, we'll need to actually get some equipment equipment. Mm. If right. we're going to move her again. Um, Before she wakes up. On her own. Is Astrid injured? Eventually. No, Astrid's okay. Okay. Um, Astrid, do you, do you want to take one side? I'll take another. <laughs> yeah, I got it. All right. Paul will dubiously look at the stretcher and then grab one half. Drew will offer to go ahead to Astrid's room and make sure, like, the couch or whatever's nearest to the door is cleared off. Um, Paul smiles and says, that sounds like a good plan. Astrid, you all right with that? Yeah, that's fine. She'll give Drew the keys. Yep. And just... Because there's nothing worse than dragging someone who's barely conscious to unconscious into a room only to discover that there's nowhere to put them. <laughs> that, that, I have not personally had that experience, but that sounds true. See, I'm the sober friend, though <laughs> so I have had that experience. Never in an unethical situation, but... No, I, I, I but... Yeah, <laughs> you just you said that with a lot of surety, and I absolutely <laughs> believe that you are correct in that. And just dump her anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and Drew will be to the extent that he can be pretty careful um, to anything that's you know on the couch or whatever will get put somewhere that's reasonably safe, easy to find. <laughs> the, the couch doesn't have any offensive cushions. The couch, the couch, the couch can fold out pretty easy to accommodate. So you sort of like pull the pull the bottom half of the couch out to form more of a bed, uh, and yeah, just clear it off, put pillows and stuff to the side, um, and sort of clear clear the walk space that they would need to travel through to get to the couch. And by the time you're done with that, uh, Paul and uh, Ashford are coming in the door. So cool. So presumably the two of you sat Colleen on the couch. 
Mm-hmm. And Nico will just take the next hour to basically rig up his normal. Hi, I've been called to do emergency medicine in somebody's living room shtick. So he'll pull all his shit out of his car and <laughs> get an IV in her and that sort of thing. Make sure she's getting fluids. Is, is he using anything unusual? He is not. All of this stuff looks like he pulled it out of either the back of an ambulance or an actual hospital. Mm-hmm. All right. Paul is not tremendously interested <laughs> Um, what is, uh, I, I guess as we come out, do we see, uh, Kayla and Zara? That was my question. Are you, is this, uh, wherever you so that going? Uh, so they, they definitely would have had to go past you with, uh, with, um, Colleen on the stretcher to get out okay. of, to get out of the, the apartment and head over towards, uh, Astrid's. The question is whether or not you guys made any notice or followed them or what you did yeah no so paul would ask them to follow if they are willing to do so uh i preempt that by already (laughs) standing up and preparing to follow um no i so given the amount of time i think it's fair to say i'm completely done with my note taking at that point yep and yeah no she is i mean this is just, this is essentially uh, an, an pretty much empty apartment, if I understand it, if I understand it correctly from the last time it was fully described. Essentially, right? yeah. Yeah. So at this point, she actually probably would have been outside. Um, so, because she's not going to smoke inside somebody's ha- in so- somebody's apartment without their permission, even if it's a a a temp apartment for people. Out of curiosity, what does she smoke? Uh, right now, just a cigarette. Okay. Um, I feel like there may have been a conversation with Kayla and Zara, depending, because uh, Zara would have been outside. That's by, possible. At some point. So uh, before they bring Colleen out, uh, after yep. having texted Nico, with, still with the tablet and typing away. So, any new insights into our allies? I mean, this doesn't. What everything that from the trip into the from the trip into the whatever it was that they said uh had Anxious. i think that's what 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 the 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 angel said um from that all the way through and what's going on says um no i think it's fair to say that this is pretty much exactly what i expected <laughs> i did my homework um, I knew kind of the group that I was getting in. I didn't do any of the research myself on my end. It was all the Chiron group's previous director. So, isn't he the one that you replaced for massive incompetence or some shit like that? Indeed. So maybe next time, do your own research immediately following that after. (laughs) There hadn't been quite enough time. The The dossiers had plenty of tactical information that appears to be accurate. It had less interpersonal information. I mean, look, 
I'm gonna be honest here. This is this is a group that currently consists of literally somebody different. Everybody is literally from a different compact or conspiracy. Indeed. This is the mo uh, based on everything that I am I'm familiar with about uh, the kind of information that gets passed along to me. I'm fairly fairly well known. A lot of people pass information on to me at this point. I don't have to go searching for it. <laughs> based on the information I've this is actually exceedingly well getting together and single minded for a group like that. So, especially one that just got half of its people switched out. Fair enough. Or let me rephrase that. Half of the people just left, and maybe there are replacements. So, yeah, it's fine. Give them time. They'll get comfortable. Out of curiosity, I assume you did research on me. That may be possible. I'm curious as to what you found. I bet you are. Just sort of smiles. <laughs> well, if you'd like any clarification on the information you found, feel free to ask. I mean, uh, fair. I appreciate. I appreciate the the approach towards transparency something I really value. That said, if I need clarification, I'll pick it up via observation. It tends to it tends to serve me better than verbalized answers. Fair enough. I'm not here to make friends, but I am here to make sure the operation resolves. Whatever is useful in making that work. Faux show. Finish typing on the tablet, close it down. Probably at about that point, people are coming out the door. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. If, if it would matter to either of them, Drew is probably a minute or two ahead of the rest of the... Cool. Yeah. yeah. So Drew heads out, walks by, heads straight for the apartment, and then a couple of minutes later, the stretcher comes walking out. We're taking it back to uh, to the other place nearby. You want to awesome. want to follow along? We can catch up. Yep. Maybe get introduced in a more hospitable environment than uh, some sort of nightmare dreamscape. Absolutely. Perhaps also receive information that would be necessary for moving forward. Paul is huffing and puffing and continues carrying the stretcher. Would you, would you care for assistance with that? No, I got it. We're good. Very well. Astrid is not stressing at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. That was aimed directly at Paul. <laughs> yeah. Because Zero has four dots of strength and four dots of stamina. <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul, Paul has two. two dots. <laughs> um, which is like normal, normal... Yeah, two is normal speed. human. Two is normal um, human. He's... He's probably huffing and puffing more than he actually needs to. <laughs> Just, Which is, uh, you know, exactly the sort of thing that a two strength is because it's also you're not as trained in it. Yeah. Well, and also he realizes he's being assessed by these newcomers, or at least assumes <laughs> he is. And so 
if if he can be assessed one way or the other, he'd always rather be underestimated. <laughs> so, so you can probably hear him grumbling about his back as he goes by. <laughs> Lumbago. So, oh, it's flaring up again. Oh, there it goes. Oh god. So, um, a short while later, Colleen is situated. Um, there's a saline drip, making sure that she's getting fluids into her system, and she is just sort of laid out on a couch. It's an interesting scene with the combination of hospital equipment and home environs. Uh-huh. Uh, to Nico, if you need any further supplies, you need only ask. Uh... Thanks. Yeah, you mentioned an ambulance. Who's your driver? A very trusted source and Chiron group. We own several ambulances, hospital wings, clinics. Cool, yeah. Uh, If we do need to run an ambulance, I'd prefer that I was the driver, if that is all. Our drivers get paid whether or not they're behind them. Hmm. That's nice. That's 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 real nice. <laughs> um, Chiron Group is literally big pharma. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nico, um, I appreciate the care you're showing. Do you need to take time to look after yourself? I mean, you're all. Looks like you're still ripping. Uh, well, mind over body, actually. Um, is everybody here? That would be the question. And any other surprise visitors we might be expecting? I say directing that towards Drew and Astrid. I mean, no. Aside from us, the vamp. Aside from us, Alexander says as he and Archer enter the room. Oh, at this point, you're hardly a surprise. Any, any other new recruits you all picked up while I was away? No, though it's not entirely impossible that an old recruit will run in here scream at us for getting Colleen injured and then immediately leave again. I was just about to ask about Nina. I assume she sat this one out. Yeah, I... Can't I say I blame her after what happened. Text the text, which apparently just recently went through. Yeah, the scent. <laughs> yeah. Nico uh, begins, basically starts taking off everything above his pants then as he begins talking to the entire group. Look, um, I understand that things will probably get a little, but if I'm gonna keep people safe and alive, we need to have at least some kind of ground rules in place. Like... I'm sure living in hazardous lifestyles or working for big pharma, some of you have a level of medical training, which is great. If I'm going to be your medic, though, when I say I need to treat somebody, unless we are actually risking death by letting me do so, let me fucking treat them. You haven't been with her? for the past however long and you don't 
you don't know her. You don't know what was happening in there. I was just looking out for her. To be fair. And- to be fair. We don't know if it was a potentially lethal situation at that point, if things would get worse if we were there. I'm not making any judgment on what happened, what didn't happen, who listened to who, what. I'm just saying I can see both sides of this one. Yes. Listening to the Arcana expert about what is clearly a magical emergency seems to be absurd. Speaking of of clearly a magical emergency, it would also likely help our medic to have a full diagnostic information regarding his patient. So the information that the two, now three of you, have very clearly been withholding would likely be very useful for the rest of us to assist I don't what? disagree. However, that's not my decision to make. That's Colleen's story. Need mm-hmm. to decide if she wants to disclose it to any of you. And and one 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 discussion at a time, if we yeah. can. Um, yes, the place we were at was something that none of us particularly understood terribly well. Right. But we did have someone with us who was more or less as much of an expert. And if that individual had said, actually, we're in very bad danger here and we need to wait, that would be one thing. But based on everybody's interactions, none of you know any more about that place than I did. So when I say I need to treat somebody, I don't want to hear the conclusions that you're jumping to that aren't actually based in actual knowledge necessarily right away. I understand that everybody has, you know, their own perspectives. They're totally absurd and superstition only. Okay. Not like we all work in the business of- Your sarcasm doesn't assist in anything. All right. Each of us has an area with which we're familiar. If we're going to function as a proper team, we need to focus on those. And here's the problem. In this situation, we didn't know whether it was a medical situation, an arcane situation. And Nico makes a good point. Nobody thought to ask. Shakes? Shakes. Look, I, I, and, I, and I apologize. I don't mean to sidetrack the discussion. Hmm. What's your name? I, we'll get to that in a moment. Let's not distract the discussion. So nobody thought to ask that. And I'm going to be frank here. That's because there's a extreme lack due to newness of distrust. And everybody dug in. Everybody's on fault because of that. We want to know what Shakes has to say on the matter. We can ask her. However, for those of us who were here to initially make contract with Shakes did discuss the risks of the environment we were entering, the potential enemies we would encounter, and other relevant details. I- Among those details was the fact that the creatures that lived on the other side of the Kate Gull calling clothes were incredibly powerful forces of nature that were a threat to both us and to Shay, it's in our probably not something that can be directly tangled with at all. 
and those are all really important things that weren't mentioned at the time and it was simply no we need to get her out of here no i need to look at her and everybody dug in this ties back to the filling people in thing that i mentioned a moment ago yeah it, it was simply look it was a situation where we were high stress everybody just sort of fell into their default position. What part of probation do you not understand? All right, all right. The part where we don't work for you. I'm sorry. Has money changed hands from you to anyone else? I've asked, I asked your group for assistance. You asked me for assistance. We're allies, not employees. If you would like to continue swinging your dick around, by all means. You'll find yourself standing with a very small group of people to help you and a very wide group of enemies to stand against you. I'd recommend- I don't need to hear- I would recommend that you take a moment to breathe and stop trying to- Yes, I I will stop myself in mid-sentence and turn towards Caleb. Thank you. I want to point out, by the way, Drew, I'm not trying to defend my doing anything because I was specifically not involved in this conversation. I'm not trying to say you should listen to me because I'm a full-time partner here. Because I'm not, and I didn't even have anything to do with this situation. I was an observer who saw, who's very neutral in this situation and noticed a lot of things happening. I'm simply offering my perspective. (laughs) So... What I would suggest, and you can you can take this for what value you have, you put on it. What happened there was a highly charged emotional situation. It's done with. I think that litigating that one situation for the next half hour or whatever probably isn't going to be productive because everybody's just going to dig in for it. Well, and one thing that does occur to me as a slightly more positive light on this whole thing is that I think everybody's reactions were based on the fact that we were all very concerned about the young lady that's unconscious on the couch right now. So while we were sort of coming at it from different angles, we did have, I think, a fairly common objective slash motivation. Correct me if I'm wrong. So that at least is one maybe positive. Yeah. Yeah. Paul is just sort of standing back uh, yeah. and, and listening to everybody at this point because he wasn't—he <laughs> wasn't in the action. Character probation was explicitly the term agreed to by the new party. <laughs> Astrid is very obviously just biting her tongue right now. It, it wasn't. That's a discussion for nothing. Um. So we're done yelling and attempting to assert authorities. Would we care to update those of us who don't have all the information we need on the full situation now? I believe that is likely the easiest to explain from the one who is currently unconscious. I'm not so, I'm not talking about her nature. I'm talking about to that. I'm not talking about her nature. That can wait until she awakes, if she awakes. 
I'm more referring to any other side schemes or scams that were failed to be mentioned prior. Any other I mean, everybody's name. Not everyone knows the story of why you're here. Before we start getting into that stuff, let's go ahead and do the fucking introductions at this point. <laughs> All right, well, we'll Thanks. begin. If that's cool. My name is Zero. Oh, sorry. I, I said oh, I would no, begin. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. My name is Zero Albright. I'm the director of operations of the Chiron Group for Atlanta, newly arrived. I'm the replacement for the previous director of operations, who, under potentially ill-advised circumstances, I'm not here to defend his actions, decided to acquire the corpse of a lucifuge operative who died in a gas station fire and reanimate it. The reanimated corpse is walking around as what those of, some of you may know as the torch, or a man on fire. I am here to put an end to that individual. And in doing so, I can gladly do it on my own, but figured that working with the group of hunters that were currently operating very loudly and obviously within the city would allow me to at the very least get the job done quickly. Uh, can I, can I, as soon as he mentions Lucifuge, can I watch Drew and see if Drew reacts at all? Drew doesn't react. I rolled for that. <laughs> for Roll me wits and uh, empathy. Okay. Two successes. With two successes, there's a very pointed non-reaction from Drew. Drew is definitely making an effort not to react to that. Um, and Mr. Albright, if I might ask, what is the extent of your involvement? Uh, as soon as the torch is put out, does that uh, conclude your investment in the area? If that's what you would like, yes. If not, I, fi I find it a good practice and policy to maintain at least workable relationships with other organizations in the area that I'm operating in. Also, as to my, as to my direct involvement, I am specifically capable of dealing with the torch. I simply need assistance locating and then crowd control. Um... If, if if I might ask, and I apologize if you're having to repeat yourself, um, but uh, as I was not at the initial meeting with yourself in uh, in your apartments, um, what what sort of knowledge does the Chiron Group have regarding the overall level of increased activity in the Atlanta area? Uh, William, do we have any knowledge of that other than that it's happening? Uh, intelligence and occult. This is determining how much the Chiron group knows in general. Three successes. You would know what they know. Um, the Chiron group is aware that individual groups of supernaturals are each approaching for different reasons, all of which they are theorizing is sort of coalescing under the same umbrella. They don't know the exact source, but they're assuming that something is luring uh, supernaturals either via deception or via some innate pulse or ability that draws supernaturals in. The current working theory is that something is pulling various supernatural groups and organizations into the city for some unknown purpose. 
either several somethings uh, unique to each group or one something that each group feels is unique to them. That's roughly the amount of information we have at the moment. Are you at all familiar with uh, with an individual named Jonas Orion? Am I at all familiar with Jonas Orion? I'll be in photos of Streetwise. I also want to roll that. You can roll that same roll. Can I as well? <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm not. I, as I said, I am fairly new to the city, having replaced my predecessor. Um, Paul will look over to uh, to Astrid and, and, and kind of nod at her. Uh, Nikolai, as the only one who got any successes, but especially having four. <laughs> uh, Jonas Orion is a ghost. Uh, as far as as far as anyone is concerned, no one's he, he is a known mercenary and assassin for hire, also a known quantity on the hunting scene. No one is ever able to get into contact with him unless he is getting into contact with them first. Yep. Um, and as far as you can tell, he is in a lot of ways sort of the 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 Rorschach boogeyman of of the Atlanta hunting scene. Of, right. He is he is the one who keeps hunters in line and makes sure that at the very least the hunt keeps going the way it's supposed to go. Oh shit! You guys know the ghost with the gun? That's that's actually a good nickname. Um, Paul. He's Paul a good friend over. of mine. Uh, Paul. Paul looks over to to Nico. Is about Damn. to respond. Damn. Winces a little bit as Astrid responds, uh, and, and and says, "We uh, some of us more than others, apparently." But um, how about yourself? I mean, yeah, I hear stories. There's stories, but not specific. There's a ton context. of stories. All right. No, I've never met, met the guy. Wow. Okay. He's uh, our he's our mentor. Archer says, standing next to Astrid. Uh, that ex- that that definitely explains a few things. Okay. Double wince. Um, One final bit of information before we change topics. One that I feel is necessary going forward for certain members of this group. Uh, reaches uh, uh, reaches into uh, a, ba- a bag on his hip and pulls out a butane torch. The vampires may wish to step back. <coughs> <laughs> Astrid will step in front of Archer. Well, this, is not meant as, this is not meant as a hostility thing. This is simply. I don't suppose you could just tell us instead of show us. The thing that I have to tell you is far more believable if you are watching it at the same time. What if There's I just. There's no intelligence in a cult to preempt this reveal. <laughs> sure. You can try. Why because... is someone pulling out a blowtorch and telling the vampires to step back? Nico, Nico is just with some ready for powers. Uh, I have burned all of my willpower, and I'm not that petty. <laughs> <laughs> One success on nine fucking dice. God damn it! I mean, there's obviously something to do with fire. So, what some kind of supernatural fire ability? For or with fire? There's what if I just said I buy whatever you're about to tell me? It's much better to show. 
Let the I man be dramatic. Really there is a, there's a cracking sound as he just sort of tilts his neck to one side. It sounds almost like he just snapped his own neck, just with, with like just the muscles of his neck. Uh, and a black shadowy shroud emanates from the back of his head and then down, covering his face in a black shadowy hood. He then turns on, lights the butane torch and holds it underneath his chin. And just lets it sit there. I am completely immune to the effects of fire. Hence why I am the specific tool to take out the torch. Yeah, no, you Me. literally could have just said, I'm immune to fire, and I would have bought it without you being creepy. Well, yes. I find that most of the times when someone makes such a excessive claim, people... The first, decide. the first statement is usually prove it, yes, yes. 100%. I mean, yeah, but you work for the creepy drug place. I can place. fire from my eyeballs. This is my hell dog. Look, I speak every language and my dreams are prophetic. See, I believe that. I don't need to see it. You got, you got to realize you're in a group. I literally get, get, get video, photographic, audio, etc. evidence of the weirdest shit you're ever going to see. Quiet, I promise. Paul leans over to Astrid and whispers, wasn't he the one who suggested there wasn't enough time to start swinging dicks around? Yep. No, I said if you wanted to swing dicks around, we can do that. That was, was a whisper. The, was the specific phrase. No, that, that was me, the player. It's like, what Zara said, if you want to swing dicks around, we can do that. And this is why he's doing that. Um, <laughs> turns off the butane torch, puts it away. The shadowy call recedes. So, what did that have to do with the uh, cracking noise from your neck? As an activation procedure. Is it, uh, is it biological in nature? Yes. Sort of. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that if you have a crick in your neck, you just have to sit, walk around with, with that really uncomfortable feeling? No. So, you can choose to get all uh, fireproof hood... It's a very specific reaction, yeah. Fair. Is that uh, an, an, an augmentation of the uh, of your uh, your organization? Then it sort of smiles at Paul, and it's and it's not a. It's in and Zero doesn't smile very often. He mostly smirks because his smiles look like a cat that's about to eat a mouse. Can I um? Can I make a roll to see? Uh, yeah, how much yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. He has a natural slasher smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Resting, Resting slasher murder face. face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Woo. I'm sorry, William. We need to rename this episode. Resting murder face. Resting murder it face. is now <laughs> Resting murder face. <laughs> I'll change it when I export it to YouTube. There you go. Oh, feel free. <laughs> um, so can I can I roll to see what I know specifically about the Chiron group and how their uh, their their whole deal works? Yeah, um, what you know about the group? They're not a supernatural group, so that'll be intelligence and streetwise. And that's a four dot endowment, so it's very hard to find out about it. <laughs> yeah, Dama technology. Uh, knowing that it's knowing that specific endowment is difficult. It was knowing stuff about them. We'll see how you roll. Well, yeah, not that specific one. I'm 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 rolling to see. <sighs> 
candidly, I'm rolling to see if I know anything about what I know out of character about how these things work and where yeah. they come from. Yeah, 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 yeah. So street, streetwise and intelligence. Yep, yep, yep. Any bonus from my conspiracy or professional? Uh, what your professional training is acquisitions expert. Um, yeah, criminal. Let me, let me see what your let me see what dots you got. Uh, da, 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 da. I have two, three in my conspiracy and four in professional training. I, I candidly, I don't know that professional training would apply here because that's my profession is criminal. Yeah, you can you can add plus two though. Okay. while that's being rolled. In addition to that, I have no need of particular weapons that you may have noticed in your previous interactions with the torch. Metal weapons tend to be useless. Um, with the one with, extinguishes. with the with with the one success, you know that um, the Chiron group is all about augmentation and that's about the extent of your knowledge. They their their special their gimmick as far as hunter groups can be said to have gimmicks is biological super soldiers okay um so so um that that absolutely pairs with what uh with what our experience has been um so how do we take him down i hold up my hand and the the nails the nails extend into claws physical attacks uh, from a fire-resistant being all right um physical attacks uh before we start planning our next escapade i'm simply allowing you the full breadth of knowledge of my capabilities uh, yeah physical... all right uh k7 letha i think you've had your turn um wait just one one further question on that <laughs> rather salient point um physical attacks um from anything fire resistant or it has to be delivered by someone from your group anything would work you simply have to be able to break through the fire shielding all right sorry and he turns swing, to, to you, ha- you have to swing with something that isn't going to melt before it hits him precisely uh paul smiles a little bit and says all right all right that's good to know uh you're I'm not coming third We've missed the first half of that sentence, Aaron. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I can, but everyone knows me. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Nico, and I fix people when they get fucked up, and I drink poison for good reasons, and yeah. Um. Mr. Dottie's died old, Archer says. Well, his mental notes go hunteriest hunter that ever hunted. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, Order of the Phoenix as, as Ascending Ones, um, Order of the Southern Temple specifically. And yeah, I do weird shit with chemicals. <laughs> is, is Order of the Southern Temple was that, um, just a local branch, or is that a, uh, a, a a specific organization within your larger uh, order? We're the we're the traditional ones, and the generally less religious ones. Well, I mean, like vaguely, but more mystical, traditional, I guess. Um, like you've you've got the you got the 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 churchy Muslim people as well, but I'm more of the 
Hermes Trimegistus side of things. You're more a uh, uh, Day of the Phoenix and Easter sort of deal. An alchemist. Basically. Um, and um, <laughs> Paul, I think for the third time, turns back to Kayla and says, All right. And uh, and again, we haven't been introduced at all. Yes. Um, uh, Kayla Wynn, uh, Vera T1 on particular subreddits and and areas in the dark web and places like that. Um, Network Zero. Uh, also crime beat reporter for various uh, various publications here in the city, elsewhere. Um, long story short, I've been kind of following you guys for a while, not literally like walking around following you and just keep like on Twitter, like through traffic cams and intercepting of not quite as secure of email. Your Oracle. A little bit. Um, Paul would, um, you wrote some of the stories when we were spreading the thing about the furries. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I obviously knew what it that that wasn't it, but I'm one of the network zero who don't believe that everything needs to be sent unfiltered to the world. Thanks for your so, help with that, Ben. Yeah, so. I had come across the information. Like I said, I've been keeping tabs. Some of it just naturally comes my way. I've got a fairly good reputation on online through through. Let's just call them the unawake, and and through uh, offline through offline and online through through my my compact and. So some of the information just came to me naturally, and then I started looking in deeper because it definitely seemed to be a thing. And the thing that was important to follow up on, considering how much chatter from various supernatural groups seemed to be centered around you, Chuckle Fox. Right. Um, we, unfortunately, we haven't exactly kept a low profile. It's fine. <laughs> Not for me, but... Uh... You it's as fun, you you've probably kept as low a profile as you can, as you could have given the situation um so yeah when i f- happened to be aware of the fact that suddenly you were down a few people and you were probably going to need a little help uh i stopped by knocked on the door introduced myself we walked into fairyland and here we are so what do you already know about uh, to, about all of us and what we're doing here? I only know what Nina told me. Um, Kayla knows everything. I mean, she drops it all. She's going to be like, how much do you want me to say in public in front of all current ears? Um, 
Is there any, wait, is there anyone else here who isn't, isn't part of the, the major group? Astrid's brother and the other vampire he hangs out with. Archer and Alexander. And also, there are three new members who each yes. have independent information. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess this is me as a player asking: Is there stuff that 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 uh, Asher do, or Asher doesn't know at this point? Astrid or Archer? Archer. Sorry, I, uh, I managed. I managed to do like a weird. Are, neither neither Archer nor Alexander have been filled in on the God Machine story. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, fair enough. Um, uh, okay, well then, in response to that, Paul says, well, that's vaguely unsettling and also extremely vague. I want to be upfront about this. I did my research in the, into each of you. Um, because... Well, to be frank, you've got a lot on your shoulders now, and I wanted to make sure one of you wasn't going to fuck it up or was actively going, wasn't going to actively going to sabotage it because that does happen. Just a little warning about the, the one where that did happen would have been nice if you had it. No, no, no. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about with this group. I had no idea Psycho Sniper Boy was going to Psycho Sniper Boy, other than the fact that Fair he was enough. a Psycho Sniper Boy. Um, I, I mean, there have been, there have been groups, and there have been been hunter groups that all of a sudden one of them was, I don't know, actually a servant of one of the vampires they were hunting, and guess what? All of a sudden, those that group was never seen before. That sort of thing. That's what I was looking into. Hmm. Um, um, so yeah, I did a pretty significant amount of research. I feel like you should know this fact, whether it helps my case or not. Um, and yeah, so I have no idea what's going on with your friend. That's one bit that I wasn't able to find out. I will be very upfront about that. Um, mostly because I went back and forth, but decided not to bug anyone's phone. If if I might, um, and certainly just geolocate. I, 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 I think I missed the interview procedure. What? Um, Drew will actually interrupt Paul. <laughs> what I else appreciate is that, but if you don't mind, I would appreciate my past remaining secret. And that's why I asked first before I started dropping information. The, I might then, if I may, propose a relatively innocuous um, bit of trivia just to see, and you may not have looked this far back. Um, where was I born? I'm going to guess I probably know that fact. Almost certainly because of the information that you can get. So that's Wherever you were born, that I say it. Probably uh, right down to the hospital the day and the day and the time. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's that's the issue cuz I, I I just I just I just sent something to um uh to William. So give me, give me one second. Okay. 
Uh, give me a real quick. Intelligence computers. Intelligence computers adds your conspiracy status. Okay. Intelligence computers. And I, I'm going to. Or research, whichever one you prefer. Uh, yeah. Investigation, correction. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same either way. It's the same number either way. Um, I am going to spe- ha- have spent a willpower point on this because lots of information on these people is better. Uh, so I get, uh, I get, so that's three plus three for the willpower. Uh, and actually, before you finish rolling that, let me check one more thing. Okay. Uh, also add your professional training dots. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this no, is no. going to be like when you rolled for... Yeah, uh, that's the thing. This is going to be, turn. for the record, 15 dice, and I'm sure I will get zero successes. Sure it's will. fine. The game hates you. It's okay. Nope. I mean, <laughs> 5 out of 15 is still fucked up, but sure. That's actually above average, considering yeah. you're looking at 2 out of 10. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, three out of ten. Three out of ten. Eight, nine, yeah. Nine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so I, I'll drop whatever the, the... I assume that's enough for the actual information. Oh, yes. Um, actual information. Like, for, for, for your clarification, um, the cover records, and you don't know who you... The, the, the challenging bit is you don't know who laid these cover records. You can only assume it was the Aegis, but you're not certain. Right. Um... The cover records say that he was that he was born in Shoreditch. He was actually born in Gloucestershire, and for some reason they've covered up where he was born. So you know, just looking the false one or the real one. Um, he smiles and says, "The real one." Uh, Gloucester. Um, it raises both eyebrows now and says, all right. I did my research. He looks around at the others and says, she did her research. (laughs) (laughs) I asked what she dug up on me, but apparently it's... Well, the difference is, I think you want more than some random bit of trivia that I probably could have pulled off of your corporate website and did pull off your corporate website. Ooh, I wonder what they've put on that. Eh, not a ton. A little, a, a little nice PR happy corporate, corporated up blurb. But <laughs> there's a weird, there's a weird and probably photoshopped picture of him with a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but is it the Blofeld cat? <laughs> I pull it up on my phone. Oh, a got- bunch of a bunch of medical degrees that are probably accurate, but at least so, one of them I suspect is not. I pull it up on my phone. Oh, they did take the picture with Mr. Snuggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, by the way. What? You don't name Dude. I just pull up, yeah, I, I will just pull up, like, type in in Google, like, villain with cat. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> they all look basically the same as I'm, your picture. 
Well, no, he looks much younger than they do. Yeah. That's not. That doesn't Someone help. Let me in on the joke. Uh, uh, in 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 like in spy movies, especially classic Bond villains. No, 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 in character because Drew's blind. Drew. Oh, oh, sorry. Looks very flatly in your general direction. Waves a hand in front of. I his. have a, I have a cat. Apparently, it's amusing. It's it's the it's the it it's not helping your credibility much. I'm you, just putting it that you, way. Do you dislike cats that much? Oh no, I'm totally a cat person. Um, insert whatever, whatever, whatever innuendo you want there. But um, no, I'm just saying. And by the way, being young doesn't help. This is the oh, era I'm, of Hiddleston I'm, and fucking. I'm not young. I'm 40 years old. Yeah, I know. Looking young. Yeah, he does, does he? He how, looked, how old does he look? He looks like he's 22. At Skarsgård. Skarsgård is young and creepy as fuck. Skarsgård. He, he, he yeah. looks so for for those that for those that can tell, he looks like he's 22. He did just say he was 40 years old though. Yeah. Now, Chiron Group, do so they would... do they market anti-aging stuff? Oh, absolutely. They market yeah. everything. I have a huh. question for John because it's it's interesting to me. To Drew, does that sound surprising? Does he sound much older, like diction? Yeah, like like or... aside from the weird way he talks, he sounds like a twenty-year-old. Okay. Like there's no there's none of that gravel that you get as as when people get towards their forties. There's none of that. Yeah, it it, it would sound surprising as well. Okay. Um, Paul says, "Ah, so you uh, you're a bit of a walking poster board for the old firm, eh?" They like to have their forward-facing individuals kept young-looking. And uh, how exactly is that accomplished? I assume uh, something other than what we we see on the uh, at the shelf. I should mention that with the previous iteration of this group, we did have a clause of if it's, it's private information to your compact conspiracy you don't have to share, but I guess that's not a thing we're doing anymore. When did we have a cause that said that? We had uh, several fights over it. You were the one who advocated for it. <laughs> I, I yeah, only about mine. <laughs> <laughs> legit, legit. Uh, like, I'm, not, I'm not super willing to spill well, my secrets either. I think all of us have our... Preferences. I, I mean, is, is this something that, that Drew's in character? Yeah, Drew says that in character, but it is out of character. True. Um. To 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 answer Zero, to answer Paul's question, Zero just goes trade secrets. Same. Um, Why are there crickets? They're spring peepers. They're, I was gonna they're, say they're, they're that, is, that is that is the uh, Sudacris crucifer crucifer of the eastern coast. I do. Like I was it. just trying to figure out if that was a sound effect being added by somebody. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> was. that is that is living in Maryland during the summer with your windows open. Also yep. in Georgia, which means it fits. Uh, yep. Yep. If it's, if, if it's distracting, I can mute when I'm not talking. No, it's fine. You know, it it's great. fine. It was just really funny. Okay. It was just like trade secrets. Crickets, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. 
Pretty certain um, those are cicadas, but yeah. Um, so, so uh, again, Nico uh, came with references from uh, from Nina and has been uh, apparently employed for the duration. Um, uh, Zaro, you've been forthcoming about your uh, your organization's interest and, and involvement in uh, in the activities to date. Uh, Kayla, what's the extent of your interest and involvement here? Um, um, I know you came, you came to all for aid, but uh, to what extent? I, I'm really uncomfortable with Atlantis suddenly becoming the, 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 the vacation hotspot for all the creepy crawly d- bump in the night things in the world. And I have since become aware of the fact that I don't know the details, but something about... Um, uh, uh, let's just call it apocalyptic possibilities. And I'm not down with that because I like this world and I like living in it and not dying. Our Fair enough. Line. You're local then, I assume. Yes. I mean, I, mean, I travel on correspondence, <laughs> but yes, I am local. Fair. You guys are really loud comes the soft groan from the couch. Welcome uh, back to the world of the waking. You didn't summon anything in your sleep. I would like to talk about what happened, but we've got other people here right now. So it's up And to- Nico is immediately up and checking. Yeah. Paul, Paul will move so he's in he's in eyesight, but we'll give Nico plenty of room to, to work. How we feeling? Like I just got hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ever happened to you before? No, decidedly not. Okay. And uh, so, when you say hit by a truck, and he'll go through the entire thing, you know, he'll check reflexes, he'll do the the flashlight in the eyeball, you know, that sort of thing. Check temperature, just uh-huh. up a running uh-huh. pattern. Her physical condition is like someone who just overexerted themselves to the point of passing out and mm-hmm. is now waking up. I've done right. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> William, um, I'm going to get up and start. I have watched her do it many times, making whatever that s- sleep drug is that Colleen uses random stuff to make mm-hmm. from the stuff that I am these days carrying around in case she needs it. Yep, go ahead. So, yeah. You've probably you've probably taken meticulous notes on the exact dosages of whatever she puts together. Yeah. So Yeah. Um so you can yeah you can go ahead and whip up a dose of that if you need to. Okay. I won't do anything with it right now just well that well, medical stuff is going on in case she wants to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you run down the physicality with her, and she is basically extremely physically taxed, but otherwise fine. Um, can I keep an eye on what Drew is doing? Just to make sure that it. it, it yeah, it, you you watch Drew's Drew, Drew's mixing the drink that that Colleen normally takes. Okay. Um. Okay, this is going to sound really mean. How familiar is Paul with blind people? 
Um, I think you probably not intimately familiar other than other than having worked with drew for what a couple weeks now something like that yeah then paul might he might be able to make the connection but see drew using some slightly odd tools in doing a thing that colleen does without them like there's a little thing that clamps onto the measuring cup um stuff like that okay but nothing that would i i mean Paul is just making sure that, that Drew is not putting anything weird in there. Aside no. from whatever weird that goes in there. Like, so it's so it's less it's yeah. it's it's less it's less technique. Although I mean I certainly appreciate you yeah. pointing out the 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 yeah. differences in the method of preparation, but just mm-hmm. it, it's less technique that he's watching for and more sort of amounts and content. Yeah. yeah. So it depends on how Paul reads it and how inclined Paul is to assume that the lucifuge is using a magical rod and assume that the blind person is using a measuring cup with a a, a specific aid I, I mean he's not yeah yeah I, 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 it's up I, to you. I I was just yeah no I appreciate I, I appreciate that but like I said it's 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 not necessarily the technique it's what's going into it and if those things are the same even if she's or even if he's using a uh um, yeah. you know, different techniques or, e- or even if he's using a, a magic wand or, or if he's making it like a, uh, you know, like a uh, bar hop at, at spring break and putting it in a shaker and shaking it around all over the place. That would be but, impressive to see Drew do that. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is, what's going into it? And yeah, it's, it's, it's the same stuff. Okay. Than I took, but right. yeah. yeah, it's the same. It's the same stuff that Drew normally takes. All right, cool. Then that's, then that's, that's the extent of his interest in it. I think, so, yeah. I think Paul and Drew have a have a healthy atmosphere of mutual distrust at this point. Oh yeah. All right. Well, Definitely. Colleen, if you're if you're feeling well enough to sit up, let's get you upright and hungry, thirsty. Yes. Can we get this thing out of my arm? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We can. And remove the IV, disinfect, hold the bang, hold your bang. Yeah, he's just going through the the general clinical assessment thing, and then heads over to the kitchen. Astrid, what glasses, stuff? Uh, shelf to your right. Thanks. Sit in the refrigerator. Right. And he'll whip I up. I will hold out my phone to Colleen, already open to whichever meal ordering app we've used in the past. Uh, let's see what's here first. Okay. How are you feeling? Other than the truck, the truck comment. Uh, that's that's pretty much all encompassing right now. I need a minute to you know wake up from that. That seems more than fair. Anything we can do for you? Other stop, than food? Stop yelling. <laughs> um. So William, I- I'm just observing. Uh, from the background, what can I pick up just from, because I hadn't paid too much attention to Colleen Pryor, with the information that I now have uh, from having witnessed, is there anything I can pick up just putting together in my head while listening and watching? Uh, Well, your optic thorn, uh, now that it knows what it's looking for, goes wild as you look at those tattoos on her arm. Okay. Hmm. Um, 
question regarding her comment about yelling. Were people actually yelling? A little bit earlier on. Okay. Not as, not as much recently, but there was a good amount of yelling when the conversation started. But she didn't wake up at that point. No. Okay. So what gets there first is uh, pretzels, juice, probably some beef jerky. I'm assuming Astrid would at least have some of that lying around. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Basically, a cold snack platter is what shows up first. She immediately takes some of the jerky and starts chewing into it. Go ahead and get started on that, and we'll get you some more to, to follow. She's kind of midway through the, uh, the, the jerky when she kind of looks up and finally realizing where she is. Uh, I actually was able to help someone. That felt good. Nico's still running around without a shirt on, but he has managed to get himself bandaged up right now. Mm -hmm. A little warning would be nice next time, but I'm glad you're happy. (laughs) Sounds like you, uh, you you shut down a little mini apocalypse there. Or at least a door that let very bad people come through, or at least try and come through closer than they normally could. Sounds pretty apocalyptic to me. Good job. I've been cooped up with mages so long, it feels really nice to actually be able to help someone. The notebook gets a little bit more scribbled into it (laughs) in the back of the head. Also, what's probably not helping Zero's case about being a supervillain, he is still wearing his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. He never yeah, took them off. Um, he's, he's at Max Wesker Drew right now. will oh, yeah. pretty quietly to Colleen. The new ones we're with have been asking questions about what happened, especially the medic. We didn't tell them anything other than using magical items was probably not a great idea um, but and it's up to you if anything how much you tell any of them I mean at this point we're in deep and need all the help we can get she kind of looks up at everyone else um Jill Cole. I'm not a storyteller uh, I don't know if this is <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the meta joke just hit me really fucking hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't um I don't know how to explain this in a way that's going to be interesting or really clarify everything, but uh hi, I'm a fount of magic. Hello, Fount of Magic. Yeah. Um, According to the people who raised me, I have some kind of connection to some innate magical substance that allows, that sort of taps into a similar field of magic as mages do when they alter reality, only stronger and more stable. And I'm the only one who can supposedly access this thing. 
Would this be the thing that is drawing supernatural creatures into the city? That's a theory. I don't know for certain. Yeah, some... You know, every term that I try to think of to use for it references something that will probably sound inaccurate to somebody. So I'm just going to say some Holy Grail like for everyone. Yeah. Everyone seems to be looking for something. And if what I just did is any indicator, then I might be it for all of them. Sweet. Have they been drawn specifically to you? In the abstract, maybe, but they don't. They definitely don't seem to have a sense that I am what they're looking for because the vampires had me for a while and didn't actually. Then I doubt you're actually it. Likely that whatever power, whatever it is that you're drawing your power from, is the thing that. That's probably true. Which would be the thing I'm assuming your group has been trying to locate. Locate's a weird term. Um, get information about. See Thanks. if we can. So Zero pulls the sunglasses off, and you guys can see his crystal blue eyes. Um, you're supposed to make a you're, you're you're supposed to make a joke before you do that. No, that's when you're putting them on. I've seen CSI Miami. Anyways, what's that? They very television. elaborately overproduced the bad TV show. show. Anyways, starring <clears throat> a bad actor, written by bad people. Anyways, would it be all right with you? considering that this is something that ties directly into you and your powers, for me to reach out to my information network, see what information we can gather. Drew definitely tenses and looks very uncomfortable with that idea, but I'm not insulting Colleen's agency yet. That's just Astro. I mean, I don't know what you guys can find out, considering the mages that raised me and knew the guy who supposedly tapped into this power source or created it, I don't know, um, don't understand it either. We have our method. We Colleen, not you how want you to be careful about zero. <laughs> Saying we have our ways is literally the opposite of how you put people's minds at ease. Well, it's hard to describe how a vast network of medical professionals who are aware of the supernaturally inclined can thus track down supernatural instances on a much ma more macro scale than a single group of six hunters can. How about you literally I'll just have, say that? I'm how about I'll have my people look into it? given what Alzero was not involved and has disavowed them, what his broader organization did with one of my significantly less It's your decision. I'm just. Uh, I told to, you what happened. So to, to play devil's advocate, I mean, everybody here has already seen 
Colleen do what she can do in a rather magnificent fashion. I mean, that, uh, that pigeon's already out of the box unless your plan is to, uh, is to kill all the witnesses and start over. We're not killing all the witnesses. We're just not leaking that information to broad networks that might have cross purposes. We don't have control over that information with new members to the group. To be clear, my statement is that I am looking for an object of magical power that I now have a little bit more information on that is drawing supernatural forces en masse into the city. I have oh, no, don't worry. Paul's just looking for permission himself. I have no need or in, need no need nor intention to divulge the nature of Colleen, nor I, whereabouts or abilities. I want to dig in. Literally, this. like who they wrote sweet dreams about, aren't you? I want to dig into this metaphor about pigeons being out of boxes because I feel like either you're mixing two terms or I'm very concerned about what uh, Aedas Kaidoru does to pigeons. Uh, Paul, Paul says, maybe it's a, a, a continental mistranslation. What do you call pigeon boxes that you keep pigeons in on roofs? Here we have cats in bags, I think, um, is what, what Nina's getting at. Uh, um, roost is the term we use locally. Yeah, cat in bag is also kind of fucked up, by the way. Yeah, but that's the more, like, you know, regionally recognized. Also, well, to be fair, you are releasing the cat from captivity, so I feel like cat out of the bag is better than, uh, than the mean? alternative. Yeah, but uh, it meant to me. It's meant to mean something that has happened that is bad, but we couldn't stop it. So let's just deal with it. Well, the cat got free from the bag we had it trapped in. So let's. It just, will actually, never be in that bag again because actually, interesting, interesting point of trivia: letting the cat out of the bag is actually a naval term referring to getting the cat of nine tails out when you need to whip or discipline one of your crewmates. These oh. metaphors are making my headache worse. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever played Badger in a bag? I feel like we've gotten very drastically off topic. Yeah, probably. But hey, nobody's making veiled insults at each other, so progress. Um, to be fair, Drew's insults generally aren't very veiled. I tend I to mean, be correct when I find something unpleasant, huh? Neither is anybody's in this group from what I've seen. I'm just being polite. Not a very subtle group. Anyway. Turning my attention back to Colleen, because I still never got an answer. Sure, if you can find any information, that'll be useful. But at this point, I think unless I can find my father's ghost, I don't think I'll be able to get anything useful out of that. I can help you with that. Sorry, what? I talk to ghosts. Sorry, I forgot to mention that in the list of abilities. Yeah, um... Also, what, what about her father? Has she mentioned her father before? And I'm just forgetting it. Uh, I'm trying to think who was privy to that conversation. I think it was literally just Nina and Astrid. Or no, Nina and Drew. Nina and Drew were the only people there. Um, I think someone created Colleen. I don't know if she's ever referenced him as father. Is something that's come out to the rest of the party. 
Yeah, no, she's never referenced Alexander the Fate Weaver as her father before, um, but she might just have not and like not had the opportunity. But um, okay, at the very least, at the very least, Brother Kindness referred to him as her father. If you, oh, I wasn't there for that one either. Um, if you know I mean, where his ghost is, if you know where his ghost is or how to summon him to you, I can communicate with the dead. Okay. That Zero. has nothing to do with the Chiron group. I've been able to do that since I was a child. Fair enough. Just for the sake of, of, of transparency, which I think we're all trying here, is there anything else we need to know now that's going to, that if it is not disclosed now, it's going to pop up later and then, oh yes, of course that's the situation that one of us is going to want to punch you for. Well, I can, in addition to being able to see and talk to ghosts, I can also see Drew's true form, the true form of that dog. Whenever Nico, whenever Nico is whenever Nico is using any of his elixirs, whenever Spanner is using any of his relics, whenever Astrid's tattoos are lighting up, also whenever Colleen is focusing magic through her tattoos. A more expensive <laughs> magic detection type thing. More of an innate ability. Whip pans in that direction. This is why when it comes to magic only, I'm a Luddite. What, um, out of curiosity, what does it look like? What does, for instance, my eye look like to you? Your eye is currently glowing a vibrant white light, which is radiating out into the rest of your body, highlighting your veins. I'm surprised you can see my true form, not because it doesn't exist, but because I am arguably human. It's not so much, I see your power overlaid onto your human form. That's why I can Fair. tell at sight that you are a Lucifuge. And when you drink any of your elixirs, I see it flowing through your body. I say to Nico, just to free up the question. I don't care. Um, so what are we going to do next? Well, um, as I was trying to get to, but you guys have been really good at side tracking. Mm. When I close the door... The thing on the other side saw me. I assumed. I feel like that's a bad thing. And I don't think that's the only door it has. Wait. Could you tell what it looked like at all? The Irish guy would know it better, but he's not here. The uh, Right. Um, but it looked sort of like a man skinned alive with the sort of lower body of a horse attached to it. Centaur? Kind of, but when you flay it and it's still there and sort of smells like dead seaweed. Intelligence and occult potentially with a dream specialty? Sure. Also intelligence occult. Does Does my specialty apply? Sorry, Jeremy. No, you're 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 fine. I'm just going to annoy you. It's a Cenobite tar. <laughs> I don't think we're in Hellraiser. 
Wow. Uh, does my specialty am, apply? Yes, your specialty is applied. I am really glad Eamon is not here right now. Eamon would be freaking the fuck out. I, Eamon would be like, all right, we are gone. We are fucking out of here. All right, okay, so go ahead and roll this as well, because... The British person who got three successes, Drew, who got four. And we'll see how... I got three. I, I, I am an international... I have, I have traveled internationally gathering intelligence before William, so... Yeah, but this is, this is very... My nationality is books. I am assuming that my specialty of cult does not apply. You, not quite. My personality is books? No, I said my nationality is oh. books. <laughs> That's even better. I love it. I mean... So, okay, so the two of you, who, the three of you who got three and four successes, um, that closely matches the mythological depiction of the Nukalavi. Nukalavi, yes! Um, which is a which is a face spirit uh, that is known to bring famine and bad crop and death uh, where, it, where it travels. It's an well, ocean. It's that's an ocean definitely demon. a creature of death, so that's not great. Um, yeah, that's that is kind of why we needed to leave immediately when you got injured, because I had a feeling that things like that know where their doors are. Astrid will just shoot a look at Nico when Drew says that. But sorry, I missed what Drew just said. Oh. Drew said, yeah, I had a feeling that things like that know where their doors are. That's why we needed to leave immediately once you did what you did. Um, but the thing that I sort of gleaned um, more importantly was that I don't think it's working alone. I think whatever that thing is, is orchestrating a lot of what's going on. He might not be behind everything, but I think the werewolves and vampires working together is something to do with him. You think from your experience, it's possible that um, given we tracked in, into there, um, the ones that killed the changelings, that that carnage was something affiliated with him, especially because there might have been vampiric powers there. Uh, I, I may think, be wrong. I think, I think you guys, she said, looking up at Archer and Alexander, were close when you pointed out the rot. I don't think it was vamp. It was definitely shadow magic, but I think it was actually him, not a vampire. So... Um... Do do I with the with the three success? Do I have any idea, sort of, general power level of this thing? Uh, Nukalavi is a thing that if you see it, you die. As far as most folktales are concerned, your only you're, typically speaking, your only method of escape is to cross a running river of pure of, of ocean water. A running river of ocean water. Like it's supposedly rivers that connect to the ocean, things that connect uh, out to the water that he can't cross running rivers. Okay. Suppose that is the myth. Uh, well, if we've got a creepy fairy thing that's sort of puppeteering everybody around, 
maybe we need our information expert to see if we can find out whatever options would be best employed against it. Sounds reasonable to me. Um, Point of order, um, something that uh, our our new friends may not be as familiar with. Um, One of our points of inquiry uh, and previous points of, uh, uh, of attack has been a rather ancient vampire calling itself the Colonel. Um, are we at this point agreeing that that, that goes on the back burner in light of this new information? I think yeah, the Colonel says Nazi vampire running around, but we can track him, but we don't have the resources to take him down as a surprise attack. I think I think he's sort of in league is a weird term, but working alongside this thing. Would it would it be fair to say that he's more of a more of a symptom of this larger issue? Yeah. I mean I guess the question then if we're saying working alongside that's one source of information. It's just a matter of whether we can we can be effective enough to extract said information about such per uh, from from our. Last time we tried to interrogate races. a vampire, he just ended up sitting in our bathroom for three days, and then we torched him because we realized we didn't have anything to do with him. Yeah. Right, this one would be a little bit more for higher up, but uh, also we've got um, uh, the torch and uh, the sonic slasher running about. Yeah, so in terms of ways that we can approach those things, I figured out the pattern the Conal is using between safe houses, and we have some license plates. I, I can give those to you guys if you have any way of tracking that sort of thing we could i could theoretically reach out to a network of hospital medical workers and see if there's been a rash of blood thefts i imagine that a someone calling themselves a colonel traveling from safe house to safe house probably has a large number of mouths to feed and can't simply drain all the human populace between now and then Mm -hmm. i'll pass on the information i have about um I think I got some license plates and general descriptions from the brothers when we were checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so so we can intercept them. They are generally pretty good at noticing that, and if they know that we know their pattern, his aesthetic preferences probably won't hold. Again. Um, in terms of the torch... The torch is elusive. I have, while it is more personal to my organization, not something I can talk about directly, some capacity to potentially contact or arrange a location for meeting or confronting the torch. If such a location can be arranged, I suspect that gestures to uh, zero and Caleb, sorry, I'm forgetting your character's okay. name. Um, 
you guys could potentially figure out where a good place for that would be. Um, Point of order as well. Um, With regard to the torch specifically, um, he sounds like he he was a member of your order, Drew. Is that correct? Yeah, who got zombied by a... Was reanimated by by my predecessor. Right. So so I, I just... I feel that uh, while we are in a comparatively calm, restful situation, um, I, I again, and my organization don't have a dog in that particular fight other than wanting to stop the, uh, the, the, the killing and the mayhem that's, and the potential breach of, of secrecy that uh, a walking person of flame presents. But uh, I do feel it best that the two most interested parties, and he points to to Drew uh, and to and to Zaro, um, maybe have a conversation sooner rather than later about what is to be done when we track uh, this person down. Because I don't want us to run into run into the torch hopefully triumph in any sort of confrontation that we have, and then be there with a literal firebomb in front of us trying to debate about what should be done. My only objective is to clean up the mess that my predecessor made. If you feel that you can talk the torch down and bring back any semblance of humanity that he may have had prior, feel free. Otherwise, I am capable of ending his unlife. You know my stance on monsters and magic overall. The allies of Satan must must be destroyed. What is evil must be destroyed. Those who just harm who must be destroyed. In this case, talking might be a possibility and might be a good way to get him where we need him. I, Drew, I, I just I want you to know then I'll back your play on the torch as long as it's, it, it's not something causing a risk of greater harm to, to us or to the, the city at large. Mm, I prefer to shoot first, but... Shooting won't have any effect. That is the other point, is that we might want to figure out... I could, I could see if I could get some tungsten bullets, Alexander says. That would work. Um, okay. Pot and Pothis, and I've got some options as far as uh, attacking from range. Things that are uh, not susceptible to fire. I don't have shit, so I'll be there to help with the burns afterwards. Don't Tungsten. die. Tungsten has an exceedingly high melting point. If I can find enough ammunition for all of you, that should be sufficient to at least deal an amount of damage. I can hack a my fire satellite and call down an orbital strike. Um, is it uh insight check? What, what do I roll to see if that's? <laughs> I was gonna say okay. it's an empathy. So, empathy. <laughs> hey, really, really quick, Kayla. You said NSA, or, or, or Jeremy? You said NSA. I said NSA. Yes. Zero will look at you with a smirk and say, "Well, now you're getting warmer," and that's all he'll say. No, um, zero success. I have no idea if you're being honest. I, I think I need to make a whistle because there's a difference between oh, I shit. shoot this person oh, and... Oh, wait. That's, well, 
and nuke him from yeah, orbit. Yeah, no, I need to re-roll that because this fucking do- sheet doesn't always yeah. register clicks. Um, Drew does a decent job of not flinching at the idea of nuking <laughs> orbit. Um, really, William. I get three successes to your one, Jeremy. Are you lying? Full of shit, which actually okay. he then says, I'm kidding. I can't actually call down an order. Well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. I've never tried. Uh, <laughs> William. Let's let's hold the mass drivers for a, for a later. Yeah. Yes. Yes, John. From the dossier that we have that the Chiron group has on the torch, do we know how effective tungsten would actually be, or does he burn too hot even for that? It, untested, as far as tungsten goes. Tungsten has been untested, uh, as far as the previous director's uh, attempts at containing the torch w- went. So it's very possible that may work. Though I cannot get, though I cannot offer any guarantees, he does not burn too hot even for that. But consider, considering tungsten's melting point is about 6,200 degrees Fahrenheit, it's got a pretty solid chance. Kayla, uh, if, if jokes about orbital satellites aside, um, you mentioned you'd been tracking our activities. Um, yep. Do you have any information on... on either the kernel or on uh, any of these other sources that uh, that's a really good question you've discovered um, uh, uh, the, on the kernel, the sonic slasher, um, anything else that you, you might not have shared yet. Uh, as, as established earlier, I've got a tremendous newfound respect for the breadth of your knowledge. Um, I'm hoping that uh, other than finding my own bouncing baby pictures, um, you might have something uh of a bit more recent import. So I'm assuming that the that is, uh god damn it. Um I am assuming, William, that the kernel is enough of a local threat that I might have information, all things considered. Yep. You might even have some information on some of the slashers. So go ahead and just roll me uh intelligence and investigation. Okay. Uh, status? Uh, add two dots for your status. Okay. And one for your training. Okay. Four successes. All right. So, you actually have a name for the Sonic Slasher. Okay. Uh, and it's not a complete name. It's a first name and a nickname. Um, but the name that you have associated with, with the Sonic Slasher is a woman by the name of Jenny the Talisman. Jenny... The talisman. The talisman. Okay. Um, sorry, Emily, the talisman. Correction. I need to read my name. I need to read my notes better. Um, Emily, Emily, the talisman um, is the, the name that you have for the Sonic Slash. Um, Anybody familiar with uh, Emily, the talisman? Am I familiar with Emily? I was going to say, what am I rolling for that? (laughs) Cults or streetwise. Um, But other than that, um, you also have an amount of information on the colonel. You know that um, he's definitely been sort of stirring up the sort of racist grassroots mentalities of the the local white folk um, and has 
probably, as far as you can tell, been bolstering his numbers uh, from the local population, um, creating new vampires to sort of serve as new soldiers, because from what you can gather about his history, he was used to commanding basically a small army of vampires uh, from from back home across the pond. Uh, but he had to sacrifice a lot of that uh, a lot of that military strength when he came over here. Um, so he seems to be trying to build his numbers out of, you know, the KKK and local racists. So he's my favorite person on the planet, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. So, yeah, I will pretty much just pass all that directly on. Um, as for anyone with information <laughs> on uh, on Emily the Talisman, I got three. Nope. I got four. On the occult. <laughs> wow, four successes, four dice. Nicely done, John. Um, Emily the Talisman is a name that is not um it's not spoken of often um because it's sort of a it's an unfortunate situation of a woman whose family was involved in the hunt specifically uh were members of the uh of the ages um, which this information is known to Zero Nikolai and actually Spanner specifically because he's ages. Um, but Emily the Talisman was related to uh, an Aegis member and, and had the veil lifted for her when her hunter kinsman was murdered in front of her by a monster um, and picked up a unique item that had fallen from her from her family member's uh, person and used it to kill uh, the monster in front of her. Then disappeared off the face of the earth, as far as anyone knew, uh, after suffering some kind of mental breakdown from the experience. Um, not a lot is known about her whereabouts or story after that. So, putting a, putting a finger to his temple, Zero goes, we have a dossier on one Emily of Talisman, family member of a former Aegis Kaidoru agent, who lost said family member in a monster attack, acquired a relic from that, from that family member, and disappeared. Oh. Uh. Paul Paul nods his head slowly and says, yeah, "I wasn't. Uh, it hadn't clicked before, but that's certainly a name that I recognize. I've got some calls to make. I think. I think you do. Um, that I may also I, be able to acquire additional information on. I have some DMs. To oh, by the way, Kayla. Uh, yeah." Pulls out a notepad, writes something down into it, tears it off, and hands it to you. Happy hunting. It's a. It is a. Uh, it is a twelve-digit alphanumeric code. 
Want to give me a heads up? I feel as good at investigators I think you are. That should be all you need. She proceeds to reach into her pocket, pull out her lighter, and catch it on fire and throw it away. I don't play games. Very well. Um... Kayla is not a trick pony and does not like that we keep using her as one. No, she just doesn't play games. <laughs> uh, that, and that was definitely she, zero she playing games. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, uh, unless, I, I, unless I read you wrong, Jeremy, she responded perfectly reasonably to, uh, to yeah. be asked straightforwardly if she had yeah. information, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, Paul will say, well, um, if there's more to discuss right now, uh, let's have at it. Otherwise, um, I might step aside to make a, a potentially illuminating phone call to see if we can find out any more about this blade that Emily has. And I'm here too. <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul smiles at Nico and says, look, you're the one who's keeping people alive. Um, that's tremendously valuable yeah if anybody needs anything even if it's just for like help sleeping or anything please let me know we talked about that briefly earlier and i will definitely get back to you on that once we actually have a plan cool on the torch thing um i'll i'll take something for later um I what do you want what you got <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a duffel bag, like just opens it up. Aretha Franklin song. Um, <laughs> it's, been, again. it's been a rough few days. Um, something to knock me out, Mary. Okay. I mean, I'm sure he's got literal chloroform if you want that. <laughs> Not the best way to do that. But... <laughs> no, something, something that won't give me brain damage or a splitting headache later. Oh, and he puts like third of the bottles back in the bag. <laughs> Does this right smell like chloroform? <laughs> smell like chloroform to you? Um, um, I'm looking, looking, looking at Colleen. Horrible, horrible people. Oh, yeah. Horrible. That was a, that's, a, that's an improv joke from theater. You go, you talk to somebody behind them and go, does this rack smell like chloroform to you? Put your hand up in front of their face, and if they just collapse and go with it, then you're improving. If they don't, then... I mean, you know. theater people. <laughs> yeah, we're horrible, horrible people. Theater yeah, people. We're horrible people. And also, improv scenes are particularly bad places. It's also a trust fall. Anyway, uh, so, looking at Colleen, uh, so, you know how to find the ghost of your father? No, but I know who might know if we can figure out a way to find brother kindness. Betcha, that's a phrase I thought I, you never thought you'd hear someone say. <laughs> I gave him a burner phone. I don't know if he still has it. I imagine, uh, I imagine, I don't know this person in, in, in particular, but if his name is brother kindness, I imagine he shouldn't be too hard to find. I mean, that sounds like, uh, to, yeah. He's brother kindness, not brother show off. No, um, very few people go around introducing themselves as brother kindness. Was there a brother show off? You know, I feel like I would have known if there was. <laughs> Just curious. It seems rather indicative in the name. Um, I will try and ring that burner phone. 
They're named for a reason. Um, as as Drew picks up and calls the burner phone, it rings twice, and then on the third ring is cut off as, as it picks up. Ah, I was wondering how long it would take before someone tried to contact me again. Uh, is that the voice I recognize? Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, I listen. Hi. Uh, Colleen's got some questions, if you've got a few minutes. Certainly. I can make my way to your location shortly. It's not at all creepy. <laughs> I'm a mage. We've been saying that to everyone that shows up spontaneously at this point. It's, it's our way of greeting them. <laughs> Very well. Hangs up. Uh, well, hangs up if, as well. He'll be here soon. In, in the background, Paul has taken a handful of small sleeping pills marked Chekhov's and he puts them into a pocket. <laughs> yeah, he's, Nico's kind of let it out into the, all right, here's the analgesics, here's the benzodiazepines, here's the, you know. <laughs> I will, I will, while, while waiting, at that point, I will send out instructions to, to the organization uh, asking for two things. One, any, any of our, any of our, uh, any of our, um, uh, uh, retrieval, any of our retrieval teams that have information on particularly potent magical locations, anything that is, anything that is just ob very obviously large amounts of magic that are attracting either hunters or monsters or both um, and also then to our operations teams that are located in hospitals throughout the city any anybody any odd figures or definitely vampires uh, or ghouls coming in to buy blood in bulk or any or any places that have had blood stolen in bulk um, and just sort of gathering information on those two ends through through our network um, and I will I will call uh, the the local labyrinth again actually no I'll probably call the home office. Um, Jeremy, just because I think you were working when I said it, I did Probably. pass to you those license plates in case you wanted to do anything with them from the vampires that we found. Cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Cool. Sorry. Um, so let's start with, uh, well, actually, a lot of that will end up having to continue uh, next week, but for now... Let's, before we close out, let's have the conversation with uh, Paul and the Labyrinth. Okay. So, um, yeah, I will, I will call home. Uh, uh, you can call, slowly picks up. Hello, this is Benjamin. What Benjamin? It's, uh, it's Spanner. Um, still overseas. You got a minute? Yeah, what can I do for you, Spanner? Well, we've just had a bit of a turn up over here. Um, you remember uh, little Emily, the talisman? Yeah, that's bad business. Oh, it continues to be so. Looks like she's turned slasher. She's over here in the States. Uh, in Atlanta. And uh, we're looking for complete confirmation, but it certainly seems that way at least. Um would like to get a little bit of information on the relics she had from uh, from her parents and anything you can get me on her parents. Would a scroll or, or uh, a sword? 
uh, kin, far as I can tell. Uh, definitely uh, saw brethren. Fantastic. Uh, from- this person I'm talking to, I assume, is Temple. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Paul said, oh, "Fantastic." Definitely saw Brethren. Uh, died in combat with what looks like a demon. All right. We certain it was a demon, not a Lucifuge. I'm pretty certain it was a demon. It had the whole, you know, wings, crazy form, hell on earth sort of look, according to reports. Fair. Uh, left behind a talisman that they found. Uh, where she gets a name because she picked it up and went bonkers according to what we got and any idea which specific talisman it was Uh, not a clue Uh, supposedly it was a relic he'd found might have been something related to the demon so nothing that had been turned over to scroll to be evaluated yet not quite damn what else had he been issued uh, just as good old Doru. Did he have an Aegis as well, or just a Doru? Just, just, just the, uh, just the spear. Was a Doru uh, 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 reclaimed? Uh, not that we could find. Right. Um, well, listen. If you can get some of the fellas on this, um, if you can get any other information. Um, that would be tremendously helpful. Um, coordinate with the local office if you can and keep me in the loop. Uh, we've got, uh, from my mind, a real high risk of, of, of serious damage and serious exposure here. All right, I'll get everyone on it I can. Much obliged. Um, then he'll cut off the connection. Yep. Um, and at that point, uh, Anyone who's not busy right now can go ahead and just roll me wits and composure. Ooh, me. Am I still busy having just I, sent out orders? Probably, yeah. Okay. I'm And I'm on the phone, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is this I'm visual? spending a willpower. This is, right this is definitely visual, yes. Two successes. Ow. Three successes. Wits and composure minus two. Does danger sense apply? Uh, no, this is not a danger sense thing. Nope, I'm I'm no. All right. So Kayla, Nikolai, and Astrid all, uh, as you're sort of considering what to do next, uh, something out of the corner of your eye catches your attention towards the window outside the apartment. And as you look out, you see an individual in robes uh, leap from the side of a building and in this sort of very Matrix-esque style just sort of traces clinically smooth arc through the air and come to a perfect landing, not even making the full three points, just getting close to it, the hand still leaning off the ground, um, and rises, cleans themselves off, puts their hands back in their robes and begins to approach the door. Uh, there is a gun out. Well, that was dramatic. What happened? 
some guy in a bathrobe just jumped off a building and landed. Fucking... Oh, yeah, Brother Kindness is here. I'll go and open the door. Yeah. You're going to have to get used to a new level of weird. As, as you, open, you open the door and there is the, the familiar to a couple of you face of the elderly looking gentleman, long, white, fluffy beard, sort of Santa Claus-esque. Um, balding head on top with the hair, with what little hair is there pulled back in these sort of sky blue robes that are sort of darkened by the environment around them as he sort of offers a warm smile. Ah, it's good to see you again, Drew. I'm here to answer whatever questions anyone may have, he says. And with that, we're going to end the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.